0: Ladies and gentlemen, the questions you've all been asking are now being answered. Welcome to another edition of It's All About Who You Know, the podcast where influential people discuss big topics in sports, faith, and more. Your host is a wrestler with Oregon State University. He has a 4.9-star Uber rating, and he interns for his pastor. Here is Christian Robertson. Welcome, guys. Thank you for coming. Um, First off, real quick... Just uh, want to give a big shout out to my buddy Quinn. Thank Come you for on being now. here again. Round two, baby. Round, Round two. There was a lot of good feedback on the first one, so yeah, we're, we're gonna keep doing this. Yeah, a lot of
1: people liked it. Some people couldn't sit through the first five minutes. My mom said the same but, thing. She said, but, "You guys just started talking at the beginning." I was like, "Mom, that's what the best guys do." I know, but you know, other than that, I think we, I think we did all right. Joe Rogan, we're coming for you. Come on, Joe. And we will not be talking about. Acid, LSD, or anything of that nature. No, this is a, a kid-friendly
0: show. That's right. When Quinn Smith is on, possibly not after this week, but we'll see. Colby Covington might be on sometime. That might not be the most kid-friendly. No, but um, but who no, will be on soon? So, quick update. So this uh this is Wednesday. It is Wednesday. As of it's actually Tuesday recording. It shoot, you're it's right. It's Tuesday, but this episode should be coming out Friday. Yep. And next Friday. I believe... Which would be the 29th of November. 29th, I will be um, doing an interview with uh, Bo Nickel. So Bo's a buddy of mine. Stayed with him uh, this summer. Him and a couple other guys from Penn State. So we'll get to get to talk about that um, for a little bit. What else were we going to get into for intro? Oh, also, before... I'm going to do this beforehand. Uh, follow me on Instagram, at yeah, come on. robertson. Come on now. Got... Uh, Got some wrestling stuff coming up. Follow Quinn. Yeah, QT Smith eleven. QT Smith eleven on both
1: Instagram, Twitter, and if you're on Facebook, you can find me at Quinn Smith. Yes,
0: with two ends. And uh, shoot him a DM if you want to be a part of his uh, yeah his mission. Yeah, it.
1: McKenna and I, you know, getting into ministry full time. Campus missionaries at OSU working with the student athletes. What? Come on now. Hey. Three
0: people got saved in a month.
1: What? Pretty wild. I know God's been doing things so. If you want to be a part of it, partner with us, support us in doing what God is calling us to do at OSU. Uh,
0: yeah, I would love to hear from you. Yep. Also, uh, go check out my YouTube channel if you have not Pause this right now. Go over to the Barbell Experience on YouTube. Yes, Subscribe. I'm gonna be doing. Uh, I, you've already, if you've been there, you already see I've done a couple of wrestling videos. By the time this video comes out or this podcast comes out, I should have another wrestling video. Um, just doing the wrestling vlog life. That's senior right. year fifth year baby that's right um you're just you're just documenting your ascent to the top man I'm trying to man I'm trying to so we're uh, we're actually heading out to um, we're heading out so it's uh, it's Tuesday so Wednesday morning we'll be um, heading out to Navy Navy so we're going to Maryland in the morning beautiful campus is it nice right on
1: the bay there absolutely beautiful Annapolis is probably one of the nicest looking towns I've seen. <clears throat> Ever. Yeah. Super nice. Beautiful.
0: So, no, super excited about that. Um, actually just won a tournament this weekend, so wrestled pretty good. I felt good. I had to dig deep in one of my matches, okay. um, but uh, we won't get too much into that, but um, just kind of want to recap, and uh, I like it. I like the feeling of winning, so I think I'm going to go do uh, it again.
1: The San e. M Christian Eagles, of which I'm on the coaching staff, are in the semifinals Ooh. of the Oregon 3A championship
0: bracket. So that'll be fun. I just got, got a te- I just got a text from my cousin. Ooh, um asking if there's anything he can be praying about. Come on now. So.
1: it is so important when you have family who supports you with prayer, supports you with faith. Yeah. I mean that especially as an athlete having family that supports you in that way, then it's not just there but also like lifting you up. That's so huge. Yeah. That's awesome.
0: Yeah. So um all right, well let's let's get into it. Um I want to talk about the football thing. Yeah. Hopefully this doesn't get. Um, hopefully this isn't the case. Hopefully it's overturned. Ho- yes. Right? Hopefully it is overturned. But um, we, I want to talk about it. I want to get your thoughts. Yeah. On, um, so I do have thoughts on football. Hopefully we though, don't yeah. have to edit this part out. But so basically what happened, I'm not going to give any names or a lot of details. But basically what happened is, my brother's team is in the semifinals the CIF. Okay. And a report was claimed or filed. That their starting quarterback had been in contact with a coach prior to transferring there in the summertime. So he left in the summertime, right? And what CIF? What the California? What's the California? Yeah, CIF. Just CIF. That's their California Interscholastic Federation. Okay. Anyway, they've decided that three games in Mm -hmm. that. Into out. the playoffs. Into the playoffs. Jeez, So this will be their third game, three games into the playoffs that the whole team is, is going to have to forfeit. Jeez, man. So I mean, I'm not gonna. I know who we. Everybody knows who reported right. this. Right. And it's very petty that they did it. Um, I'm. I feel like these people should be ashamed of themselves. Yeah, it's disgusting. I agree. And it came in from internal, internally. Internal. Jeez. So. Um, Just some some conflicts there. And, uh, and if, I mean, obviously, if, you know, we were explaining the situation a little bit more in depth, right, it would be there'd be more clarity, but we're just not going to do that for the sake of keeping people's identities. That makes sense. But, um, but yeah, I just don't, I mean, I don't think the whole team should be punished. You know, if you want to punish one kid, maybe. I still don't think it's the kid's fault. But right. or the one coach, like who, the, I feel like you can't punish the people that had nothing to do with it. Right. It's, and yeah, it's just like, yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's just a tough situation.
1: Cause like in California, a lot, you know, especially just like California, Texas, like these states with big time football, you have coaches and players and programs who have recruited, who have positively benefited from illegal recruiting activity. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, yes. You want to make sure that's, that's does that doesn't happen but my goodness at what it co- at what cost yeah. you know what i mean it's like what constitutes recruiting telling a kid that they, you, you have a great school great program a great opportunity for him or like as simple as that or as extensive as like we're gonna pay you to move which newsflash some high schools have done i know personally of some that have done that and it's like if you're telling me that the private schools aren't doing that then you're just foolish yeah, and we yeah, I, mean, I mean we don't need
0: to name anything or well, sure. throw anybody under the but I mean it's just like even if it is the most egregious offense, like the schools are paying. I mean, like my brother, he's one I would say stat for stat, like and size wise, like he's a division one athlete. Right. And he is probably one of the best linebackers in California. Like if you just stack him up and, you know, and put his numbers against other guys' numbers and the way he plays and obviously the team he's on is very, you know, high level. Right. Um you know, and he shut down so many Division One guys. Oh, I know. I've uh, seen his film. It's just like, but he's underrated and he's under-recruited right now. Yeah. Um, and I just feel like, you know, how many, how many coaches are only at state championship games recruiting? Right. Or it's state semifinals, you know, right. which is where they would be right now. And it's just like, it's such a petty thing. For somebody to throw that out there, like, even if it is the most egregious thing, you know, like, there's that saying, like, obviously, I don't uh, adhere to it a lot, but, like, snitches get stitches. Right. It's just, like, why would you, you're, you don't understand, like, the cost. Like, there's some kids that are completely, like, think about the seniors that don't know that that's their last game last week. Exactly. If it is. Yep. You know, hopefully, obviously, there's an appeal process Thursday. By the time this podcast goes out, you know, we'll know whether or not, but, like, how many kids, like... Yep. You know, if the, I was a senior, my gosh. The kid that is in trouble, like, he, you know, he's, like, he's, from what I've heard, he's worked his tail off, and he's a senior, and he's right. trying to get a scholarship. He's trying to go play football at the next level. Right. And, and this type of thing just screws people over. And he right. didn't do anything wrong. Right. You know, it. I, like, it, either, I'm, it not gonna, I'm not going to go into any yeah. details, but it, it's just, it's sickening to think, like, you know, this could be an opportunity for my brother to get, you know, he wants to play Division One football. Right. This could be an opportunity this weekend for the right people to see him. Right. And he's not gonna get that. Yeah. Because somebody made a disgusting decision to uh, like I mean we either fabricate or like reveal
1: something that isn't theirs to do.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And and honestly, like CIF's not innocent either. Like no. this is if this came across my desk, I'd be like, I'd burn the paper. Like that how could you how could you sleep at night looking how could you look at yourself in the mirror saying i took away kids opportunities because what future i mean where you go to college is huge yeah you know how you do i mean obviously you know
1: academics is important there's other things that are important you know
0: but like to take away somebody's opportunity right Right. not i mean it's just it's disgusting i I
1: mean and and knowing cif because obviously played in that played in it you know my dad coached high level high school football in california yeah um Dealt with CIF a lot, dude. CIF doesn't give a rip. Yeah, like and that's what's so so frustrating. It's just it's like, names on a paper, man. Exactly. You have these. You have this organization, and I think this goes for a lot of organizations mm. where it's like I've got like, a
0: story too from high school. That yeah,
1: where it's just like it's like you're supposed to be in it for the kids. Yeah, you're supposed to be in it to promote certain ideals, and it's like at what cost do you, like, okay, if he did, if this person or this coaching staff did cheat, at what cost does that? Outweigh the 50 plus other kids that are on the football team yeah. and the 20 plus seniors who now may not get an opportunity to have a true like, this was my last game, I lost, and yeah. so that's why my season's done. There's yeah. like, there's gonna always be this question for those seniors if this continues, if this gets held up, of the what if we hadn't like that hadn't have happened? What if CIF didn't screw us? I got screwed out of my senior year. Because, see, I, like, you know what I'm saying? I mean, what like, if you can win a state title? Right. That's what I'm saying. And so obviously, like, like,
0: we know, like, the world does not revolve around winning a state title. No, it doesn't. But I'd ra- I'd much rather lose than in a state, state title this. game yeah, yeah than then to get told not, that I'm not even allowed to go do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, it's yeah, that's gross. just...
1: I Yeah. I mean, and it's not surprising. CIF, dude, is so... CIF is so more concerned about them, you know, saving their own behind yeah. and... But from who though? That's what I'm saying. It's just stupid. Like, but they've always been that way. Yeah. Like ever. Like even stuff that went down with like, <coughs> you know, stuff that went down with like my high school and my dad and like yeah. CAF. It's just a bunch of
0: political baloney. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just uh, so there. So there was a situation when I was in high school. Um, so a buddy of mine. We were actually in different. We were in the same weight class, but we were in different school classes. Yeah. 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 Um. And. You know, regular season was over, so right. we had wrestled a few times. He was one of my best friends. We would always wrestled real close matches. He beat me. Uh, I don't think I ever beat him, which I might get the opportunity to do that this year because he's starting at Nebraska. Come on now. So, Christian Lance, if you're listening, bro, I'm coming. <laughs> but no, he, you know, he's one of my best friends in high school, and... Um, so season's over, like we're going into districts right? and we were going to train together. Like I didn't have a lot of partners, right? He didn't have a lot of partners, which, which
1: is a normal occurrence for wrestling, right?
0: Yeah. It's, I mean, it's just like, like we, we were training partners all summer for like two years. There you go. Yeah. Uh, like he's a big reason that I was as successful as I was in high school and even, um, like I mean, we would train together in like in college, like right. when I was still living in Missouri and our coaches came up to us and our coaches were fine with it. Our coaches came out to us, so I was like, "Hey, if anybody finds out about this, and you guys like, you guys can lift together, you can you know work out together, but you cannot wrestle together, because if anybody found out about this, you guys could be done." Wow. And I'm like, "Who would ever report that?" Right. Like, how could you be so petty to report? So we didn't end up wrestling together. Right. We didn't get any. We he came down to Branson where I was, and we lifted together a couple times. Yeah. But we never wrestled because we were so scared. That's crazy and you got to think too like going in the state going into districts like or going in, we we're going in the state like the guys that don't qualify for state aren't coming right to practice right. Like, they're done like they're going right. on to the next thing or they're getting their rest yeah. so I had nobody in the room like Jeez. our team wasn't great and he was in the same boat and be and we were in different we weren't even in the same class like there was no possibility we could wrestle.
1: Yeah, like actually face off. He was in class 4,
0: I was in class 3. Yeah. And like because of Misha law, like we could have both been disqualified from wrestling in the state tournament if somebody caught us practicing together. So ridiculous. so we never did. And, That's crazy. And I just don't understand like I don't know, that just doesn't make any sense to me. Like why that would be a rule. Dude, it's
1: just like it's just like the government. Like there's so mu- there's so much red tape and so much unneeded you know, unneeded law. Because here's here's at the end of the day, like, you can't legislate morality, like people are either gonna do the wrong thing or do the right thing. Yeah, you know what I mean. And like, and I'm not saying that we should allow people to do the wrong things. Like there should be repercussions. Yeah. But like stuff like that, like how does that help? Like by turning in two kids who can't wrestle against another person because the rest of their team's done, you know what I mean? Yeah. How does it help? Anybody Like, what is it actually doing yeah. for someone internally to report a whole team of, of alleged wrongdoing? Yeah. You know, it's just like, golly, like, look at where the context is. I mean, if I'm the CIF, like you said, I'm not even giving this the time of day. You yeah. know
0: what I mean? And so it's just, anyway. Yeah, I mean, it's just like, what... <sighs> At some point, you know, and I know, I realize like there's a book, and you know, there's blanket statements that you know every situation is different, and there might yeah. be some situations that these rules actually are in place and do like right. Ma- but as a human being, you gotta you gotta have some type of. I don't see a situation where that rule would like be good. Right. But as a human being, you gotta have a little bit of right. like
1: because you don't know why a
0: kid is transferring.
1: You know what I mean? Like, yeah. if a kid is transferring four sports, then gosh darn it, like. If they're going to a school that's going to be better suited for them... Why is that wrong? Exactly. It's not wrong. Why is that wrong? If, if a kid wants to better themselves through that, through the world of sports, they should have no issues doing that. Yeah. It's a bunch of baloney. It'd be the same thing if a kid wanted to... You don't hold a kid out of class for five weeks when they transfer to a school because of better academics. No. So why are you holding a kid out of athletic competition for five weeks because they want to go to a school for better athletic competition.
0: Yeah. And it's
1: I just, just it's just it's just baloney and it's this whole idea, it's it's the whole idea and I th- I think as athletes we both understand this and I think people who've been athletes or are athletes who are listening will understand this. There is such a perception of academics versus athletics mm. in yeah. high school in college. And even, you know, in professional sports at times yeah. where people, you know, people aren't encouraged to finish their degrees or whatever it is, right? But it's like this whole concept of, of the world of academia despises the world of athletics when in reality, the only reason why schools make tons of money and universities get all this draw of admittance to their schools is because... Athletics promotes their school like nothing else. Well, name a school without athletics. Exactly, that's exactly what I'm saying. You and know, it's if like
0: if it's supposed to be this school, quote unquote, then find me a school that doesn't have an athletic program, and and let me know what their budget is. Right, it's probably like four dollars. Right, exactly. you know what I mean? Exactly. Like I just, yeah, I mean, you know, uh, we're you know, you've been a student athlete. I'm right. currently a student athlete, but you know, the the academics. I'm not gonna say it comes second. It doesn't. It's it's a necessary component, but and it's important. If sports could make me eligible for academics, like academics could make me eligible for sports, like I would definitely put a lot less time in academics. Right. No. You I, know I, I totally, and
1: I totally understand that. And and the reality of this is too. I've been at. I was at two different universities. Mm-hmm. I was at. One big high school in California, successful athletic program in California, Um, and yet that school was so, um, the teachers, the district, all this stuff wanted it to be so academic focused. So I've been in a lot of different environments, Mm -hmm. but I've always heard athletic directors tell me that athletics, and specifically, let's say a football team, is the doorstep to any institution. Yeah. Because that's the first thing people will see. Yeah. Because reality is that football is the most uh, football is the most impactful collegiate and high school sport there is in America. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so the way a football team goes is the way an athletic department goes. The way an athletic department goes is the way that a school goes.
0: Well, you can. You know, I, and I don't have the numbers with me right now, but you can just look at the enrollment rates when football teams do better. Exactly. Look at Clemson. You know how
1: many people want to go to Clemson because they're the hot team right now? Because they're like... But but t- you know, 50 years ago, who's saying from California, I want to go to Clemson University? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just like... And credit to them because, frick, Dabo Sweeney's got them playing well. You know, they're a great institution. I'm sure that they got a lot of money pouring in right now. Yeah. But it's like... And there's nothing wrong with that. But it's like, I got a cousin who from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania goes to Clemson University because he just loves what they do. Yeah, He loves how, what they stand for. And the only reason why he saw that is because he's watching college football on Saturdays with his, with his dad, my, with my uncle. Yeah, You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, and then I got a cousin who goes to Georgia for similar reasons. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. again, you know, it's just
0: so... And I, and I don't... And I, I could be a little biased here, but I feel like there's more resentment from the academic side... Oh, totally. Because then from the athletic side... And, and you know academics are a necess- necessity, like a necessary. Evil. Right. I don't want to say necessary evil, but they're, they're a necessity to compete as an athlete. Absolutely. Um, do I wish that wasn't the case? Sometimes, for sure.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, you know how much time. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Um, but you know, I'll, I'll always value my you know my college degree 100%. and experience. Um, yeah. You know, I think a lot more has come out of the classroom than in the classroom. Yeah. Uh, it's all about who you know. Right. But, <laughs> that's right. Well, and even if you just think about it at, at a
1: high school level yeah how many kids actually finish high school get a diploma, get educated because they're there for sports. Sports are such a driver yeah. for high school kids that to not put an importance on it is just it's just ridiculous. yeah it's kind of funny my dad actually did his uh, master's thesis on um, academics versus athletics. Uh, really? Yeah, it was pretty pretty wild. Um, so I've talked to him about talked to him about yeah. this quite a bit, and you know he he stands by the fact that they have to play off of each other, they have to feed one another. Yeah. You know what I mean? As an athletics person, you have to drive kids to excel at the world of academics because it opens yeah. up so much doors, so many more doors, yeah. you know, than athletics would, and vice versa. You know, if you're an academics person, you should drive kids to athletics because it'll <laughs> keep them, you know. Um, keep them in school let let alone continue to do well so i you know bringing it back to your brother's situation i think that's a bunch of baloney um yeah both from how it pro- how it came out and i have my assumptions just based off of the small information you, you shared but yeah um I mean, that's just a bunch of baloney and then just how cif has handled it to just end a, a season you know and like what does the team do that they're playing just like Get a bye week that deep in the playoffs. It's just ridiculous that they would do that, you know. Yeah.
0: So Anyway, I hope it turns out better for him. Yeah, I'm praying about it. Um, you know, I hope, I hope, uh, you know, because with this appeal, you know, they just found out they had no idea there was an investigation or anything. Jeez. So hopefully, you know, the appeal, the people making the decision are in the room, and you know, they can, you know, they can have a little bit of, of sympathy and empathy towards you know some of those kids and, um. Yeah, man, it's just like it just stinks because you're just you're taking opportunities for from away from kids when they had zero. They had zero. Um, they had nothing to do with it. Right. I don't know where I was going with their saying zero or anything, but um, wow. But yeah, they just had zero involvement in it, and just to take away an opportunity, I, I think it's disgusting. Yeah, I but, agree. Um, let's get on to another topic because I wanted to talk about this. Yeah. What are you? Oh, yeah. Uh, but also relative to school, yeah. but we were talking about, earlier we talked about um, troubled kids in class. Oh my gosh, yeah. And crazy. you and I kind of had, I, I said let's save it because we have different opi- different not differing opinions, but I think we just need to have a dialogue about it. No, yeah. But, uh, so, w- you explain the rule, you know what I'm talking about in reference? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Well, it's just crazy. I, so I've been talking to quite a few educators that I know just through different circles in the state of Oregon. Yep. And... Apparently, in the state of Oregon, a if a child has a record or and is a juvenile, has, so they have a record or they have behavioral issues or whatever it is right one they one they can't be um expelled from school so get, get this so they can't be expelled from school okay. for any reason okay okay secondly the parents of the classmates of that individual are not notified that their child is in class with such an individual and then thirdly if that individual does something towards another student the parents of the victim are not allowed to know who did it and on top of all of that, the teacher who is notified, or supposed to be at least, thats uh, this doesn't happen very often, mm-hmm. but the teacher who is teaching that class in which the student who has behavioral issues is in, mm-hmm. has to be notified before the beginning of the year, and then they can't notify anybody else. They're the only ones that know. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's pretty wild, man. I i mean, I, I don't know what your thoughts <coughs> are, but I, I was shocked
0: yeah. when I heard that. So I think on the surface, it's real easy to hear those things and be like, depending on who you are, I feel like there's probably one or two extremes. But um, I think it's real easy to you know, be on the oppo- other side. Like, sure. what, that's unbelievable. Like, as a parent, I think it's unbelievable. But I do think there is a reason that's in place. Sure. I don't agree with everything. I think, yes, kids should be expelled. Oh, heck yeah. I do think, though... Most kids getting expelled, being out of school is a worse situation than being in school. You know, Possibly. Usually that kind of stuff stems from the home. Right. And being home all day is not a great thing. Right. Um, and I think that's where personal relationships come. And the state and the government are doing everything they can to eradicate that from the school systems, you know, which is, you know, obviously you know, this is one of those things where like totally. personal ethics come into play. And you kind of have to, you know each thing um you know as it comes case by case but i don't think you shouldn't be allowed i think you should be allowed to um to expel kids i I think that's ridiculous that you can't yeah uh and another issue i drew where i think on the surface you think oh my gosh like the parents can't know first of all the parents are going to find out like the fact that the kid's not going to say oh Little Billy strangled me today. Like, well, the, so so if that
1: happens, like, let's say that happens. Okay. The the administration, like,
0: they have ch- actively tried to tell the kids, do not tell your parents. Yeah. Um. Which is wild. Yeah, I think. I mean, you can't do that. You can't force somebody to be silent about certain right? things, like especially the, as the victim. What are the kids under subpoena? Like they have to be under oath. Like right? I, I I will you know, like especially to their kids or oh to their gosh. parents. That's Sorry, what I'm saying. like so. I don't agree with that. I think if the school wants to withhold that, I think that's fine. And here's why: because I've heard so many cases, not so many, but uh, I've heard cases recently. My mom was telling me about a case of a kid that did something, and it wasn't even. I think he like poked some kid with a pencil. It was like t- nine, ten years old. Sure, it wasn't even that big of a deal, and yeah. the parents were suing the kid for ass- like, or not suing the kid. They were uh, the kid was like charged with assault. Or something. It was very minuscule. There was no injuries. Yeah, yeah. And the parents were like suing the the kid and his family. Yeah. And um, and I don't have all the details, but I remember like listening to the story, and I was like, "Wow, this is it's not like that big of a deal." Right. I think it's very inappropriate when adults go after children. Oh, I agree. And I think that's probably a big reason that that's in place. Sure. Um, you know, I think you gotta—they're kids. You know, kids are going to do stupid things. Um, to an extent, though. I to, mean, to, there is an extent. Um, if if what I'm saying is true and he did just get poked with a pencil, you got to let that go. I agree. I mean, I've poked kids with pencils. and gotten poked with pencils. Um, but if but, but my if, kid but, gets like, strangled, that's someone's e- head's rolling. Even then, I don't think you go after the kid. No, you don't go after the kid. No. I think, that, you know, I think there's, you know, it shouldn't be, that should never happen. Right. And... And, you know, strangled is one of those things. It's like, okay, like, what's the extent of it, you know? Like, did your kid say something or do something and this kid got him on the ground and, like, had his hand uh, over his throat while he was punching him? Like, that would be considered strangled. But if he was hit first, you know, it's like, it's one of those things, like, you're in the position I don't know. I'm. I'm a little bit. My mind is a little you, bit. You have a little bit more ground and pound. I think. Than... Yeah. Like if somebody <laughs> if somebody hit me and I got them on the ground, like my hand's probably gonna be closer to their throat, and like it's gonna probably look like strangling. Right,
1: but that's different. That's different, different than a behavioral issued kid. Yeah. Who can't understand how to handle themselves
0: or doesn't have the tools. Yeah. And
1: freaks out.
0: I, mean, I, I mean, think, just think I just think in most situations, actually, probably every situation, it's very inappropriate for an adult to go after a a, a minor in in the court of law. In I that, disagree, and that I, mean, uh, I understand. There's obviously an age, you know, seventeen is sure. probably a fine age to do that, um, but and that's where it gets a little tricky because it's like, well, what at what age? Sure, and that there's some gray area because eight years old, no, not okay. Seventeen. Okay. Where in between do we cut it off, you know? I mean, sure. I get you. That's it's, my... I
1: think it's just what blows my mind. Mm-hmm. And I think it has to do with well, let me just say this. What blows my mind is there is active um steps being taken by school districts and school boards statewide. Mm-hmm. That are causing and deliberately, um, in or intentionally committing uh, effort towards dividing homes. Okay,
0: I, I'm glad you went into that because I was about to say like, something about that too.
1: Like the fact that there's an agenda there. There's a totally an agenda to make a kid feel awkward or um, wrong. For sharing something yeah. with their parents that have been at school. Yeah. And, and it's so not okay and totally backwards <clears throat> that we are having a society societal change where people think it's okay to have the government and school parent and train and raise children rather than the raising of children, the training up of children, the disciplining of children being handled within the home and the family unit. And I think that speaks to a bigger societal flaw than just in the local context of school districts here in Oregon.
0: Yeah. I mean, there's a divisiveness just put into um, our social construct in general uh, and and politics and everything there's there's clearly and we know where that divisiveness comes from where that agenda comes from the author of confusion right is yeah is the enemy yeah yeah totally um you know obviously we would we would point to the book of revelation and end times and we could understand it a little bit better sure um but yeah i think uh i mean i think you can go multiple different ways with that but yeah there is clearly if you look at it from an objective standpoint and kind of take a step back there's clearly something going on. Like oh, totally. To I mean, uh, disinvolving the parents from school and from certain situations is just criminal, and anybody that's 100%. trying to do it needs to be put behind bars. One hundred
1: percent. If I don't know when I, so I'm not even close to being a father yet, right? Yeah. If I am not, if I don't know, and get get notification from a school district about what my child. Is spending the majority of their day in? Yeah, we have an issue. Yeah, I'm I'm legally required to send my child to school. It's not like it's not like they can, you know, just. I mean, sure, you can do homeschool. You
0: sure you can do all this stuff, right? Well, even private school like,
1: now is under attack.
0: Right. Because they don't want to. Because they don't want to adhere to the transgender message.
1: Oh my gosh, I know. Well,
0: exactly. So it's just
1: like it's like if I if I am not. Uh, allowed to know what my child is being subjected to, whether it's uh, an environment that they're walking into in a class or what they're being taught in that class or the agenda of those teaching them, Yeah. then we have an issue and you're taking away my right as a parent to being able to parent my child, raise up my child, train up my child for the world. Yeah. And I sense. bet my... Everything yep. that I would do a better job parenting my child than any government institution ever would. Yep. So it's, simp- it's as simple as that. But I do, uh, I do understand where you're coming from with with protecting those children that have had issues in the past, though, because I, yep. I do understand that. I just think at what cost do um, does the privacy of those students and their behaviors? How would it, at what cost does it? I shouldn't say what cost. At what point is that more valuable than the the rights of a parent being able to know and help out their child through the information that
0: is being rescinded from them? Yeah, I don't. I don't necessarily think privacy, Trump's safety. Yeah, and and I think a lot of people would disagree with me there. But um, you know, I think there's certain extents. But you know, like the tapping of the phone thing. Oh my gosh, dude. We think, I mean, I, I believe in an agenda, uh, so I'm a little bit cautious about it, but if legitimately there is a, if if somebody tapping my phone means that they're going to put more terrorists behind bars mm-hmm. and they're going to, you know, be on ISIS's tail mm-hmm. a little bit closer, I'm okay with that. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Okay. I, I, I'm, I'm not too, uh, concerned with the things that are being delivered and received. Yeah. Um, you know, interesting. Not, I would. Not, I would have thought that you I'm would not, think differently on that. I'm not hiding a lot of uh, you know government secrets in my well, my sure. cellular device. So well, neither am I.
1: That's interesting. I thought you would have been been different on
0: that topic for sure. I'm no. I I really. Uh, I mean, I, I think I think it's good to know the whole Snowden thing. I'm a little bit uh, like I'm I'm a little bit iffy on. I don't really. Sure. Uh, I just always go back to, and I don't
1: know. I, again i can't remember the exact quote so i am paraphrasing but benjamin franklin said that a populace who wants to trade their privacy for their safety will end up having neither and mm-hmm. i agree with that statement because because here's the thing i don't yep. think i don't think our i don't think american society was created for everyone to be um, t- there for their safety to be um, completely the government's thing. Yeah, I think part of a social contract requires that the government obviously takes care of people and keeps them safe. Yeah. But I think that also has to do with the you know individual themselves, hence the reason why, and I'll just out myself right now, being a uh, Second Amendment proponent, that is why I think that that exists, is for people to be able to,
0: uh, you know, be yeah. able to um, keep themselves safe. No, I'm a little on the fence with this whole topic, but I'd probably lean a little bit more liberal in this. Interesting. Um, Yeah, just because, I mean, I wonder how much more public safety would go up if our privacy levels went down, Hmm. you know? But I don't know. I really... I mean, it's just food for thought. Yeah, I don't really... Um no. Why is your fly down, by the way? It's making me oh, very dude. uncomfortable Oh no, it was. My bad. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> Excuse me. So we're sorry. Not, we're not videotaping. What were we even talking about? We Don't were like on the
1: to- well no, we were on the topic of uh of uh Should parents uh, know? Yeah, parents and, and schools and all that stuff. Yeah, I think um But I think it also has to do I think anyways I think it also has to do with this whole agenda too of what's being taught in schools in regarding to biology, and regarding to the whole. We're getting into um, that. I mean, well, it just it might just, as well
0: second podcast together. Let's let's ruffle some feathers. Let's talk about the transgender. Well, well,
1: it's yeah, it's just the whole concept of sexuality and gender and all that stuff, and how they're throwing biology out the window. Biology is completely gone out the window. You know, whether you believe in you know in God or not, you know, if you believe in evolution, evolution's being thrown out the window. You know yeah. what I mean, and it's like, it's like, but it, you can't have your cake and eat it too. You know what I mean, like either. Yeah. You know, it's mean? so it's just like, it's like, but if you are able to tell parents that they don't get to know what environment their kid is in, yeah, then you obviously can tell the parents that you don't get to know what your kid's being taught. Yeah, there's actually. It's like a slippery, slippery slope. I think it's,
0: I think it's California legislation. Like, it states like we are allowed to teach this, but we do not have to disclose that we're teaching it. Right. And, and it goes completely in the face of biology because I mean, if we're just going to be honest, like the whole transgender thing, like, and first of all, I want to preface this by saying we have a heart for people. 100%. We do not oh my gosh, discriminate yes. against people in that regard. Yes. But I was explaining this to somebody else. I think it does more harm. I, I believe what I believe and I would prefer somebody to not necessarily change what they believe, but I think what I believe is right in regards to your health because yep. I want to see you thrive Yep. and you think what you th- want is right or what you, you think what you think is right and you want me to change what I believe for the same reasons because you think it also damages your health. Right. And you know, not because you have any, you, you think I'm believing some falsehood that is damaging me or anything. It's yeah. like, no, no, no. You believing that hurts me. So mm-hmm. I want you to believe something else. Mm-hmm. As opposed to, I think you believing what you believe. I'm using too many beliefs. No, People I- will catch on to it. All I'm saying is, like, if I'm having a conversation with somebody that's transgender, I'm not going to completely try to dispel them or win an argument or anything like that. But, what I am saying is, the way I believe, man and woman, that's how they're born. And I think you deviating from that harms you. Mm. I think, just like, a lot of things like there's just certain things that hurt you yeah and and I would love to see you grow and take proper steps and get help mm-hmm. in that regard yeah. because I want to see you get well right that's it totally. and that's what I want to preface before we go you know into this topic any mm-hmm. further just because I think people you know they see Christians they see people that believe this yeah and they're like they just they don't want what's they're best for they're hateful yeah. uh you know you label them as these things and they it's really it, it's, it's and, and some people come off and for any Christians out there listening, please do not come off hateful. Don't yeah. try to Proce argue this with, with people. Grace. Uh, just understand, like, yeah, this is somebody that's probably hurting, right? 100%. And the last thing they need to see from the Christ followers of the world is what they've
1: seen from the rest of the world, which is
0: judgment, and, yeah, and, and aus- condemnation. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you're wrong, like man and woman. Like this is what the Bible says. Like if you're going to have that argument, don't bring the Bible into it. Don't call yourself a Christian. You know, say you're part of the world because you're just you're making Well what you just what you just said
1: is so important is that we don't people that are Christians need to understand we love the person. Yeah. God created that individual uniquely, perfectly. Yep. Psalm says that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. Yep. So it's like we need to love the person, but we can be very vocal. And very against the sin and the confusion and the um, deep-rooted issues that are not godly that are hurting that person and causing them to do what they're doing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like where I think that this whole topic went awry is before before the
0: modern gender studies movement okay I just want to say something real quick yeah, yeah. before um, and this might spew up a whole topic but like I feel like there's been like a, a tsunami like in the last four or five years and I just want a yes or no answer. do you think the reason that it's gotten like it's gone so far yeah and like ideologies have changed so much in such a short amount of time is because the legalization of gay marriage. Because hmm. that's where I would trace it back to. Like that opened the floodgates for a lot of things, societally. Well, I mean the the reality is, in a
1: in a short answer, I would say yes. Okay. In a long answer, is is people were saying when that passed that this was going to be a slippery, a slippery slope yeah. to other non. Or an other deviant lifestyles sexually. Yeah. Okay. And I don't say that to, in a demeaning or putting down or judgmental type of way. Mm-hmm. But that's that's the word right now that's coming to mind. And I don't want to say normal versus not normal, but just um, lifestyles that are not
0: traditional. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, the definition so... of normal is apart from... I got in trouble for this on a discussion post one time yeah. because I said, like, homosexuality was like an abnormal... Relation, yeah, and, and at the surface, like that does sound like something maybe you should, probably shouldn't say, but it's less than three percent. Ninety-seven percent of relationships right. are heterosexual, right? And by definition, it is an abnormal. So we can, right?
1: Yeah, no, I. Anyway, get yeah, totally. But I'm just saying that people were saying at that point in 2008, I believe it was when gay marriage was passed, that no, it was. Oh gonna... no, it
0: was like 2012 uh, or 13. It,
1: it, I don't know. It might have been a while ago. Anyway, I'm gonna we'll look, look it up. up. You finish your thought. I'm gonna look it up. <laughs> but people were saying at that point that that it was going to be a slippery slope to all kinds of just very out there kind of you know sexual lifestyles and dude we're now seeing a huge movement of people who are wanting to make pedophilia a acceptable type of sexual sexual appetite that that's not <coughs> that that's not wrong or immoral or not normal. Yeah,
0: it's this love, but that is, is, love but it's, is love thing. Yeah, but
1: it's but it's that it's this normal thing, and as long as that person doesn't act on it and cause harm to children, then it's okay. Yeah. No, that's such a piece of crock. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And so and so, what I would say is, just getting back to the main topic, you have this, you have this, this situation now where parents are not. Being able to teach their children and raise their own children, the government is introducing this whole new you know topic. Yeah. You know, and um, I just think that when it comes down to it, the church needs to be a beacon of hope mm. in this topic and say, "Hey, we believe in man and woman, and within those two definitions." There is a long kind of spectrum. You can be absolutely a man and love creative arts and love dancing and love painting and like you can be a man and love those things. you can be, (laughs) you can be a woman, you know what I'm saying? I was going to say all gay things, but I'm not going to say that. You shouldn't say that. You can, no, but you can be a woman. And love sports, yeah, love competing, love being tough and with the guys and all that stuff and still be very much a woman. Yeah, yeah. what we can't accept is that I am I, I resonate more with the opposite gender characteristics quote unquote yeah. therefore I am. Just because yeah. I'm a just because someone is a guy, who likes things that traditionally women like, yeah. does not mean that I now need to go get a vagina. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it, you can still fully be a man. You can still fully be the man of God that God has created you and still have those interests, still have those likes, still have those characteristics. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's like we as a church need to champion all kinds of men. All kinds of women. But we cannot allow men to become women and women to become men. And that very definite line between the two become blurred. Yeah.
0: yeah. I mean, we talked about this the other day. It just... I mean, to to have... Where do I want to go with this? Um, I don't want to get too in-depth, but it just doesn't... um, it doesn't make sense. Like, you know, and obviously, you know, people, you know, even saying like, I identify with certain body parts or I identify, yeah. you know, with certain, you know, characteristics. It, at what point are we going to say, well, what do you mean? Like if I'm a man saying, I'm not a man, I'm in a, I'm in a man's body, but I'm actually a woman. Yeah. Well, what does that mean? Because now you're saying that, you know, is, is being a woman, a mental thing or a physical thing? Because if it's a physical thing then that doesn't make any sense because you're trying to change your, you're not born with that. right? Like, so, and then if it's a mental thing, again, like, that doesn't make any sense. You know, you see what I'm saying? Like, um, so I think, I think it's important to, you know, I I think everybody deals with with certain issues and and things. And some people just happen to be, you know, upstairs and they don't. um, I think they don't find a lot of help in the home. Yeah, I think they don't find a lot of help in their society, and and I think you know the church needs to be a place that yeah. that people are caught earlier rather yeah. than later. Yeah, and and doesn't need to be a place of shame or or hurting or you know guilt tripping, but a you know a place that instills the truth because I think you know what happens is people say things, you know I feel like this, and, and nobody stops them at that first conversation. Mm-hmm. Nobody says hey you know that's. It's not correct. That's, yeah. you know they're just oh you know good for you like you be you, and, and I think that's the worst thing you can do for somebody is mm-hmm. to say you be you because that's saying that you need to stay exactly where you are mm-hmm. and you never need to change, you never need to grow, and that's not the case for anybody. That's not loving somebody. Yeah, like yeah. there are hundred year old people that still need to grow. Yep. like I was thinking about this today and I was praying about this today. Like I am not the man I want to be, and the man I want to be is not the man he wants to be. You know what I mean? Like, totally. Because the guy I want to be is like 5, 10, 15 years down the road. Mm-hmm. And when I get there, like when God brings me there, God willing, like I'm going to be in the same boat. I'm going to be like, I'm not the guy I want to be. It's never about, it's, it, Pastor Michael Todd, who I listen to a
1: lot, says something that I think is so amazing. Yeah. It's not about perfection. It's yep. about progression. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like, it's like the, the most unloving thing somebody can do is tell someone, yeah, you're perfect just the way you are. That's not true. You you do you. That's not true. All those all those cliche things. No, you know what? I I love my friends, and when I see them slipping up or doing something or believing something or whatever it is that is is not who they've been called to be, not who they are wanting to be or trying to live that way, I absolutely call them out. Which has never happened with me. So let's not, just say never. Quinn has never had to call me out on anything, and now I will go repent for
0: lying. <laughs> no, he calls me out all the time because I'm well, a doofus, well, and I make sock I... on the door references in church
1: meetings. Oh my gosh! Well, and vice versa.
0: But, um,
1: but yeah, it's it's this. I think not only does it go back to to that, but I think it also just goes back this whole issue, and I and I don't know how we. I, oh yeah, schools and stuff, but. Um, I was just going to say, I don't know how we how got on we get this down top? this yeah, rabbit hole? Exactly. We take a blue pill or right, something. Right, I know, right? Dang it, Morpheus. I know. But... Are you Neo am I Neil? I
0: don't know. Are we in the Matrix?
1: <laughs> Maybe. Some people... That's another yeah. conversation. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Conspiracy theories. But um, I think what it all comes back to is this. Is the idea of identity. You know what I mean? It's like... It's like... If... We have so gotten away from the sanctity of life. And we've gotten away from the idea um, that God has created us as humans, that now when someone's born, it's not this is who God has created, but it's just some random happenstance, and you can change a random happenstance. But if you know that God has created you, you know that every single piece of who you are was knitted together, formed together, seen from the beginning of time, then... It's like, oh no, you know what? I may have these draws or I may have these um, likes or dislikes or these characteristics or I may resonate with something that's more girly or less girly or more, you know, all these things. But you know what? Everything about me, God created. And even though I need to progress as a person, the foundation and the identity of who I am in God was formed by him, and I'm not going to change that. Yeah. And so it really just goes back to people who are confused about who they are is because they never knew who they were. Yeah. yeah and it's like good. you and I have, have had the incredible blessing of being raised around faith. Yeah. And it was never perfect. We've talked. You know, we, our parents are amazing, but they're not perfect by any means. And I yeah. think they, I think most parents know that they're, they're not perfect. But... We were given the opportunity to know who we are and who formed us and who created us. And so I just think yeah. the more we are able to love on people who are transitioning or feel the need to or have already done it, the the more we're able to love on them and, and show them who they were originally created and destined and and called to be. Yeah the more we will see this whole topic be less.
0: Yeah. And I, and man, we can go all day with this Absolutely, and, and we could go into every argument in the book and we can have every dispute. I think politics and apologetics are a lot of like the same concepts. And they can I think, be. I think this is kind of like that new, not new age, like defending your faith, but defending like certain moralities within your faith. Yeah, And it, and we talked about it last podcast, like, there's so many different avenues to go oh yeah I, I there's such there's so much more of a heart issue here like what yes. the question that needs to be asked is why does this person feel want, they need yeah. yeah like with anything like why does this person want to do this like yeah. why does this person want to act this way? you know why right. does a kid want to stab somebody with a pencil like let's look at that like totally why does somebody want to transition from a man to a woman or vice versa? Like what, like what's really going on? And I think that's the question a lot of people are unwilling to ask yeah, and unwilling to, more importantly, unwilling to answer yeah. and be the answer for, like not yeah. be the answer for, but be the help that somebody needs. yeah. And, and I think Christians do a really bad job. Like when we pass people and we say, Hey, how are you doing? The answer we want to hear is good. How are you? Right. We do not want to hear, Hey, I'm not doing well. Right. Because it's like, Oh shoot. Like I'm going to be late for class or Oh shoot. I got to deal with this. And, and I honestly think more people should pray into that. I think more people yeah. should pray like, God, I pray that when I pass somebody today, Lord, that's hurting, that's in trouble. Like that's, I mean, I've, I've had conversations where I'm literally passing somebody and I ask how they're doing and they've been open about like being on the verge of suicide that day. Yeah. I, I pray for those because like, you know, i I want God to do something in that moment. Yeah. I don't want somebody to go you know, do something that they're going to regret or won't have the opportunity to regret because they're not going to be here. Um, and I, I think, you know, I think as a, as a Christian, as a believer, like how you value that question, yeah, like, and how you value those circumstances will really show like, like where you actually are as far as like You know, if some random person started talking about their problems, like, would you be there to listen? Right. Or would you, I mean, obviously it's a little weird sometimes. Right. Right. And you got to take that with a grain of salt. But, you know, I do think that a big reason that this has blown up the way it has is because people aren't willing to listen and care. Yeah, I agree. And I think that's sad.
1: No, it's good. It's good. Yeah. Empathy is a huge thing that we need as Christians. You know, our Savior who is fully God and fully man. He felt every single emotion, experienced every single temptation that we've ever been through or will be through. Yeah. And so it's like, if you, if you think for one second that Jesus does not empathize with us, then you're just wrong and you're not reading the Bible. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so as Christ followers, we need to be empathetic. Yeah. Um, not sympathetic and certainly not watering down the truth, but we need to empathize with people. Um, of all walks of life uh, because at the end of the day no matter where they're at in their journey or what they're doing in their life now jesus loves them and he wants them home yeah you know so i was good, looking
0: man. i was looking for the verse that said that's talking about jesus uh he faced every temptation and yet did not sin or something like that
1: you yeah which one it
0: is i don't know off the top of my head
1: um, I'm really good at remembering verses like the what the content and the words are, but the references i I struggle with
0: all right what was uh what was okay let's go into do we have time oh <laughs> I just put in my notes um oh I, the, I understand about yeah should we talk about it, i mean it?
1: It? it's just kind of it's just it's good it's on this whole topic, but I think we ended on a good note
0: yeah okay well um Man, I appreciate it. It's been we've been here for an hour. Nice. Let's uh let's end on a lighter note though with uh with Kanye's new album. Dude, big news. Oh, first, yeah. before we get to Kanye's album, Disney Plus. Freaking We awesome. talked about it last week. Freaking awesome. We're here this
1: week. Freaking
0: awesome. Watch the first two episodes of Mandalorian. Dope. All I've got to say is spoiler alert, baby Yoda. Holy yeah, cow I know For real <laughs> Baby
1: Yoda Pretty dope I mean and just the fact that I've been able to watch All the shows that I grew up watching yeah. I mean come on Plus I got to re rewatch movies That I haven't seen in forever I mean it's just dope It's It really is I mean I I, I don't even know What's on television right now In yeah. terms of like Kid shows Yeah But
0: My kids will be watching all this Guaranteed, dude. Guaranteed. Disney Plus is game changer. It really is. They might be part of the Illuminati agenda that we spoke of earlier. But while we're here, man. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Walt. Walt. uh, Walt knew knew what he was doing. Yeah. No. uh, Okay. Kanye. Kanye just dude announced that he's coming out with Jesus is King too. Is okay. Was Jesus is King? Is that going to be the number one album this year?
1: I don't know. We'll see. But I mean, I don't know. I don't don't follow that stuff much. But. I mean, he came out with Jesus is King 2, Coming Soon, and... uh,
0: That's the title? Coming Soon, or it is Coming
1: Soon? No, 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 just Jesus is King 2, and then it is Coming Soon. Oh, that'd be cool if
0: it was, like, Coming Soon, like... Yeah, that'd be dope. Jesus is Coming Soon?
1: Yeah, that'd be cool. But yeah, Dr. Dre.
0: Dr. Dre? Dr.
1: Dre on the producing side of it, I'm pretty sure. Bro,
0: Beats kicked him out, and he fell off. Dude, no, that's... That's not what happened? Uh, You all thought Dre fell off?
1: I know, for real. Um, But dude, what a... What an amazing thing that we're seeing in our lifetime—the, the, the total influx of the Holy Spirit into the arts and entertainment. It's just awesome. You don't think Kanye is faking? H- absolutely not. I do not. I don't either. So. And if he is,
0: who he's cares? doing a horrible job. Well,
1: if he, no, if he's faking, who cares? People are hearing the real gospel. Yeah. You know? what No, I mean? yeah. That's... It's like, if he five years from now, a month from now, three years from now, if he turns out to be, oh, this is just a publicity stunt. Hallelujah. God just used the most, you know, what we God just used the most egotistical artist we may have ever seen for his own glory. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like and I don't believe Kanye is egotistical anymore. No. Um and I'm not casting judgment. Um but I'm just saying no matter what God's getting
0: glory. Hallelujah. Yeah. No, you know I so. I mean, you know, the Bible definitely clearly talks about people, you know, you'll you'll know them by they're fruit. They're fruit. And yeah. Wolves in sheep's clothing. And, yeah. And, and I think, and I was talking with, uh, I think I was talking to Amanda oh. about this, but maybe it wasn't, no, it was Tristan. Oh, okay. One of the biggest things that you can pretty much smell on somebody is their humility. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and I think that is a fruit of, um, like, salvation and actual repentance is oh, yeah. humility. Yes. And and you can, you can smell it from a mile away, yeah. and that dude is... How bulls could be right now. Absolutely is. So so Kanye, we support you, man. We're praying for you. You, you are... hear this, brother. Love you, man. Welcome to fam. And uh we'll get you on uh, it's all about who you know. Yeah, bro. Sometime. Come on. So, alright, guys. Well, that's we're we're about to wrap it up again. Go get that big dub this weekend, man. Dude, it's already done, man. I know it it's is. It's already Come done. On. Come on. So nope, uh Quinn's gotta take me to the wrestling room. I gotta I gotta fly out here in a little bit. Come on. But going to Maryland Gonna see some fam and get this done. Probably we'll see more fam than anticipated because my brother might not be playing, which hey, is we'll see what happens. Very unfortunate. I, mom, I hope I don't see you. <laughs> because I hope Caden is playing. That's right. Um, but I'll get to see my Aunt Alice or my Aunt Alice and my Uncle Andy. Come two on. of the the two biggest spiritual leaders in my life. And um yeah, it should be fun, man. Dope. So that's gonna be on YouTube though. Come on, now. all that Come stuff's on gonna now. be documented. The Barbell Experience. Go check it out. Follow us on Instagram. Yeah, at QT Smith11. And at Barbell Robertson. Boom. But uh, I think we're done here.